0: It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. Joe Linehan is sitting in San Antonio. I'm James Smith. I'm in Austin. Um, as I tweeted yesterday, Joe, I don't know if you saw this. We're going to do three to four hours of election coverage now. Are you ready to go? Three or four minutes. Three, three or four minutes. Four minutes. Oh, I, <laughs> I misread the note. I thought that you know people were really clamoring to hear two knuckleheads like us talk about politics. It's it's yeah, people uh, that
1: don't yeah that don't know a single thing about politics are going to
0: talk <laughs> about politics. <laughs> well, look, we just spent ninety minutes talking largely about it, but we ain't going to talk about it here. So, yeah, I I just think it's a uh, well, look, it's a uh, obviously the story of the day, but you know this is a water polo podcast, so there you go. And this is being uh, recorded on Wednesday, the day after the election. So yeah, I told. It's, although, it's, yep. although it's, I guess it is still the day of the election or the week of the election. <laughs> it is the month of the election. Yeah, that's uh, that's
1: the way we should probably look at it. You know. Yeah, it was almost like it was a. It's like it was a holiday yesterday for some people. Like this is this is what it was. It, it, it was like the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> like like there was a watching party down the street. Was there downtown? really? Wow. Yes. I mean, it was just like it, I mean, it was. This is like, this is, it was event TV. Oh boy. Yeah. And it's not done yet. I don't have that yet. I guess it's kind of like, kind of, kind of watching a cricket game.
0: (laughs) It's a test match that that takes seven days. Days days and days. days. Yeah. 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 You're just totally hopped up on tea and and, uh, sandwiches. Yeah. That's the way it works. Uh, That was. And
1: hopefully by the time that this thing gets posted, that we will know who our next president is. No, no. Next next week,
0: you and I are going to be talking about this some more. It'll be great. um, It'll be uh, hilarious. I hope that we don't. (laughs) I hope that we don't have to talk about this more. So. No, no. Water polo competition is far more interesting than uh, than the sort of notion that politics is a game. Like I'm, I, I, I don't have that gene. So that whole thing about watch parties and all that—that's eh, not for me. But whatever, it's all fine. People, people can do whatever they want. So, all right. Should we get into actual water polo stuff, or should we vamp more about this uh, this crazy election? Let's do some water polo. Stuff. All right. So, uh, Texas, there's um, again. The calendar is much is full, but it's shorter than it would be in a normal year. But what's coming up is what we've talked about before. Texas Challenge Cup begins in a couple weeks. Um, I'm actually so looking forward to this. And we're talking about the schedule as well. Uh, but a couple of uh, of developments, one of which is that the covid rules, uh, at least for one facility, are now public and um, and. I think it's worth mentioning because these will probably color whatever other tournaments uh, are upcoming on the, on the calendar and and the way that they treat covid. You've have you had a chance to look at them? I can't even remember if we talked about that. Yes, yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, the big beats are for me the biggest things are that kids or athletes will have to wear masks whenever they're not in the water that no spectators, um, that, uh, coaches are required to wear masks all the time, which, uh, I understand, um, no switching ends at all. And which is totally sensible, right? Like, I could, in fact, and sometimes when you're indoors, that doesn't even make sense to do it. Not yeah, like, COVID yeah, like, like,
1: like, the, like the tournament that we had, you had to switch ends because it was there was the sun in yeah, a
0: shallow deep. Exactly, goals. the sun was shining. What What are the things that sort of stand out to you um, about these rules? And, and 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 I suppose you could actually speak to it because you are the tournament organizer for tags, which we'll talk about in a while. And uh, some of these are might be ideas that you're going to import, and maybe some of them not. Yeah. So as far
1: as tags, yeah, I mean, tags is going to be at uh, at at one of the same facilities that. Um, that this Texas challenge cup is going to be at and we'll take a look and see how stuff works. And, and, yeah, and, kind of, and probably uh, just kind of cherry pick the best practices from this upcoming tournament. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, the most challenging thing I think is to be the, the mask for the kid that's on the bench. Oh yeah. Which is going to be interesting, which is fine. You just have to find a solution for it. Um, um, I was like, I was talking to a coach and we were talking about doing like a peg board. So like you would hang up your mask as you go in and then you come out and then you just grab it off the peg board or something like that. You know, so it's going to each team's going to have to kind of kind of have their own little system. Yeah. But
0: uh, it's going to be one of those things where uh, the assistant coach is going to be working a little bit harder now. (laughs) If you have one. Yeah. But here's a here's a legit question. I'm serious about this. Right. So uh, most masks are the ones that you tuck behind your ears and you're going to be sitting on the bench wearing a cap. Um, Is that going to work? I I don't I honestly don't know. I don't know. This is not to say that people should not be wearing masks because it's inconvenient. It's just literally how I have to think about this in terms of my own team. How are we going to address that issue? you know, and then that's going to take some parent input too.
1: I had not even thought about that, but yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting.
0: Cause I, I, mean, just, I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the other main thing that I think is just, you know, just make sure that you read the rules and you communicate that to your teams. And yes, coaches. or if you're a parent kind of listening to this, that yeah, that you know, the rules and you tell your kid about it because yeah. it is very important that we all stick to the rules because we are very lucky that we are able to have a tournament and we want to be able to have the
0: next one. So, that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, it's the same admonition we gave during the the tournament in Round Rock, which was uh, eight hey, coaches. Yeah, I, it's th- this is these are the rules, right? That these are the rules. It's it's not open for some kind of debate, really. Like we can have that conversation afterward, but for the sake of maintaining a relationship with the facility, this is what we we're, we're going to do, and this is what we have to do. So there you go. I think you you and I talked about it off the air a little bit about how. Um, I happen to think that there's going to probably be some policing among the those who are on the deck, right? So it's not as though they're. I mean, I think there are going to be safety monitors, but I think that uh, I think that coaches and players, you know, who are worried about their kids, and I am, are, are you know going to tell people like, hey, uh, don't forget to put on your mask. That's it.
1: Yeah. And coaches are going to be responsible for themselves, their coaching staff, their other yeah. Yeah, kids yeah. and any parents that try to wander into the facility. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those things where you are going to like the coach has to take some responsibility oh, for, sure. for their team there. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. I know Thunder is going to be having the safety monitors and they're going to be uh, kind of policing. But, you know, before it even gets to that point where somebody has to come tell you to do this
0: you need to police your own teams. Right. So. Yeah. Um, and then they also made a bit of an announcement. It's a little vague, I have to admit, about uh, the technology that's going to be utilized for streaming. But the, the bottom line is, as we were mentioning last week, that each team will be... I was going to use the word responsible. I'm not sure that's the right... Uh, is They are looking for volunteers from each club to um, stream live stream each one of their games. And so... I know I have a parent volunteer to do that, um, but the the questions still remain about how is that actually going to work in the sense of, you know, it's supposed to be that this app or whatever is supposed to consolidate all the games in one particular, um, I don't know, what do you want to call it, site, but uh, it's still a little unclear. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we'll get more kind of info as we get closer to the event. Um, the... I, I said to you last week that I thought that it was mandatory for this and you did not say that was the case and that it was probably just swimming. I don't know if you've learned anything more about that. I have not. I just thought that was I, – I, I just heard that from my swim coach and uh, boss. Which, I believe again, that's the USA Swimming Rule. Yes, and as I quipped last week for good reason. Um, okay. Uh, what else? So uh, anything else about that? Oh, let's. I guess I could talk about the teams actually that are involved. Uh, it's all fairly no. It's all confirmed at this point. So, um, Pegasus, Thunder, Viper, Pigeon, um, my team, Aquatex, Cowtown. Are I'm sure I'm missing Southside. Uh, these are the the Texas teams that are playing. Um, Gold Coast, uh, Exeter, which is a all girls team. I think. I think that's right. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. um, Who am I missing? Gold country. See, this is the confusion. We're going to talk later or have an interview with uh, Adam Donovan, who's the head coach for gold country. But there's also gold coast. I find that very confusing, especially. See, so his point of defense was that gold country is actually in gold country. And he has a very good point. It's like in the middle of California, whereas gold coast is from Ventura. But they might say that it's because, you know, the beaches are so golden or something like that. Anyway, and there's and there's T Hills, yeah. there's uh, Walnut Creek, six eighty.
1: I know. And I, then, know and, uh,
0: I People don't understand that they, they just switch their names, and it could be just an individual high school team. We don't know, but uh, they're basically six eighty kids. And then and then set too. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah,
1: it'll be a, it'll be a great tournament. Um, as I've told some people, some clubs that weren't able to get in. I mean, it's just they can only have forty total teams. Yeah. So that and so because they have, they were limited on the number of games so there was 80 total games which is uh which is 40 total teams and normally with this pool space and the time that they in the time frame, they could probably have about 50 or 55 right teams previously right well also there are 10 out of texas teams that are coming to this yeah so normally there's still probably be about 20 teams like uh or like you know, you know remaining so those clubs that didn't get into this tournament here locally in texas they they would normally have a spot. Yeah. Just, that's just what it's like this year. So
0: it is that way. We were, we were also off the air looking at the uh, roster of teams that are playing at that, uh, the tournament in Utah, the salty splash. And it is, it is just so clear that there are teams from the West coast that are, that, that are looking for a place to go. So um, good news that we can offer
1: that. And for those clubs and those parents and those kids tags, it's going to be the same way. Okay. And, um, Tags is tags is coming up here in December. It's going to be December twelfth and thirteenth. It's going to be at the Louisville Eastside Aquatic Center in North Texas. Uh, we can have a maximum of twenty teams.
0: That's it. You mean tags could have teams from outside of Texas? I didn't know that. No, I think it's going to be it's going to be we are limited. Like we had
1: twenty five teams the last tags. we I had. See. Yeah. So we we can only have twenty total teams. Okay. So So um, we're going to have to. It's going to be the first twenty teams that yeah that yeah that sign up. So. Um, I'm not really promoting this outside of Texas because it is the Texas yeah. State Water Polo Championships. Um, I, re- I really want to give those teams in Texas that yeah that chance to play. So um, that, that yeah, that's the that's be a fun event. It's going to be the same thing for the Cowtown uh, Stampede, which is the same weekend at right. the Keller, which is also in North Texas. Yep. They're only having eight. They're only having 1,800 boys and 1,800 girls. Yeah, they they can only have a total of 16 teams. So yep. like like combined, that's less than what. Even the, uh, like the Texas challenge cup is going to have.
0: So, I mean, people better sign up because <laughs> there are, there are limited spots. Yeah. And then we found that out for the Texas challenge cup. Cause, uh, there was a little period of time, maybe three, four days when, uh, uh, there was sort of, I guess a trickle of, uh, registering teams and then boom, all of a sudden in 48 hours, it was just filled. It was completely filled understandably, I guess, um, what else is uh, the the calendar? Well, you mentioned Cowtown. Anything that, anything specifically that we need to cover on that? Because overall, the calendar has been updated in general, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Southwest Zone calendar has been updated through twenty twenty one at least with the major stuff that goes on, and basically we just use the events in the approximate same weekend that it was originally scheduled in twenty twenty mm. for twenty twenty one, and we try to do that about this time. Yeah, like like each year and we'll get an email out to the zone
0: and stuff like that about the calendar, either, uh, later this week or next week. Okay. I'm, I'm curious about what's going to be added to that. It's just, just seems so uncertain, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. No, I mean, there's nothing that's been added. I mean, it's, it's the major or tournaments. That, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just the major tournaments and
1: and normally those will get moved by a weekend here or a weekend there, but at least it gives everybody an idea right. about, about, about this event because a lot, like a lot of people have forgotten that the badger, Badger Brawl is the first weekend of, of kind of April, right?
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So, and um, then there's tags is going to happen in May this year. Right. Um, and then, you know, we still have JO calls, which we didn't have this year, but those are still the first and second weekend of June, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and and JO's is marked on there. It's going to be in orange County. So everybody can go on there and see the dates or the approximate dates of, of what's going to happen. Right.
0: Yeah, that was an important point that you and I talked about before, which was uh, that, uh, so I made an announcement or or, or I made broadcast some news about ODP on uh, the website that I run, which is odpswz.wordpress.com. Um, there's been a proposal to change the season in a pretty dramatic fashion, which means that the national championships and the regional West region championships are more than likely not going to take place. Um, it's a good news, bad news trade off because USA Water Polo has made it fairly clear that what they would like is in, as a replacement for those is a group of more ad hoc regional tournaments. And we've uh, both made it pretty clear that uh, that uh, that is You know, Texas could probably do that. And uh, so what what remains is to figure out, obviously, when and where to be sure and then which teams are going to be allowed to participate or invited to participate. But um, but it's a good news, bad news thing, because I think the I think national championships are probably off the calendar but um but we as a zone are allowed to have as many camps as we want clinics i think we're calling them clinics now so you can expect speaking of the calendar to see more of those in the coming weeks or months before uh before the season ends there was a bit of a communication issue between me and USA water polo but this was uh what i was told that i could share so there you go
1: there you go
0: proposed yeah and
1: then we will update this like the calendar as soon as we get updated camps and clinics and tournaments and stuff like that. So
0: I think there you, is yeah. there is
1: no ODP stuff on the calendar in 2021. All right.
0: Right. The the uh I suppose one of the most important issues is that we are certain now that we are not going to have a clinic on the 22nd. That's a done deal. Like that that's being postponed. We're looking for a replacement site in uh not a replacement site, a replacement date. In uh, January, probably. So there should be news about a Houston clinic at some point in the next few weeks, I'm hoping. And then uh, we're noodling around with ideas about where else to have additional clinics, um, uh, which is a really cool I don't know. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that because we have traditionally done one in Central Texas, one in North Texas, one in Houston, and this allows us to maybe go find some other geographies that we can uh, we can put something together for Rio Grande Valley. Rio Grande Valley, absolutely right. Rio. Well, let me ask you. Uh, so I, I think San Antonio would be cool, even though that is, you know, Central Texas, I guess. Would you call it that? I don't know. You live there. Um, and uh, what about Corpus? Could you think you could get numbers at Corpus, or it's just not quite as developed there?
1: It's not developed. It's not as developed okay. there
0: yet. Rio Grande Valley. That's where, where we want to go.
1: Okay. Rio Grande Valley. So, and that and the San the San Antonio people can go down there. You can also have another one in yeah in in Central Texas too. So Yeah, for sure. Yep. Because that that yeah. Because by the time that that you get to any trip that you guys are are, are going to go to, that'll be like what six or or seven months before. So. Yeah.
0: Yep. That's the that's the that's the expectation. Yep. Like there won't be anything as far as I'm on uh, as far as I understand. Like during. Texas's high school season, there won't be anything. There won't, because for obvious reasons, like we don't want to conflict with that. Um, so yeah, well, the, all of the sort of clinics and camps, not all of them, but most of them are going to take place before the high school season or after, right? So, and, and then the competition is supposed to take place after that. So, but we will see, this is a moving target. This is something we've been told before, which is kind of solid and it's changed. But uh, again, who knows, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Um, did you want to talk about so uh there's a series of I- I'm gonna call them clinics you correct me for referees for coaches uh, the uh, sort of the idea of having a watch party um, isn't isn't that part of is it part of tags or is this is just completely separate I can't remember well, this, is just, this is
1: this is just separate but mm-hmm. we don't have the exact dates yet and how it's gonna work yet but it'll, it'll be probably roll out here this uh, later this month and then then go into December, January, February leading
0: up to the uh, the Texas high school season. Okay. So. so but but those are the sort of uh, audiences. One is for referees, one is for coaches and well the watch party I guess for would be for just about anybody. Which is well, yeah. It's
1: all going to be open to whoever wants to come. Okay. Listen. And cool. ask those questions.
0: I'm good. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to hearing about that. Um, but uh, I think we're done with all of this stuff. We'll come back with election results. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to come back with a conversation with Adam Donovan, who's the head coach of Gold Country Water Polo.
1: Right about now, you might be expecting some song and dance about
2: a product you don't need. Well, shush, we don't advertise here. And we want to keep it that way. So we sure would appreciate your help. Show your support by going to txwaterpolo.com forward slash donate so
1: we can keep covering the sport we love in the great state of Texas.
0: Hey, this is Max Irving from the U.S. Men's Senior National Team, and to get all things Texas water polo, I'm listening to the TX Water Polo Podcast. Texas Challenge Cup is happening in a couple of weeks. There are teams from California that are heading our way. One of which is Gold Country Aquatics or Gold Country Water Polo, right? And uh, we have on Zoom Adam Donovan, who is their head coach. Thanks for your time, Adam.
3: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So, wow. Let's. Where do we start? I mean, we we, we <laughs> as always, you and I uh, talked way <laughs> talked in detail before we start talking now, and there's lots of sure. stuff that uh, we can and can't cover, but. Um, let's just start from the beginning. How did you find out about this tournament in, uh, in Texas and how did you decide to get there?
3: Really interesting story. So one of my, uh, premier players is, you know, division one college bound and his father started getting really antsy about the lack of possibly having a season out here. And actually started looking into um, moving out to Texas to go to high school there to play water oh. polo.
0: Oh, Austin area by chance?
2: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. in Round for example. I don't know
3: where he looked, but 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 it was legitimate because you know there's there it's happening all all over California in different sports. Football, obviously, is a big one, and basketball. But you know a lot of these a lot of these athletes who are looking at scholarships. Uh, you know they don't have the opportunity to play and showcase their talent. So um, one of my coaches looked, or one of my 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 parents looked into it. And while looking into that, somehow found the tournament. I, I don't, I don't know how he did. Found the tournament, came to me and said, "Hey, they're have, they're playing water polo out in Texas." And I said, "You gotta be kidding me!" And and I mean, this is this whole thing happened within a matter of 24 hours. Like, hey, they're having a tournament. Can we get in? Let's contact them. We did. There's spots. <laughs> save us a spot. We'll figure it out. And we sure enough, we did. It was awesome.
0: So parent-driven, largely. I mean, they're the ones who are really emphasizing that you should go.
3: Yeah, you know, we, we, I wasn't even, I wasn't even sure we'd have anyone who could go or would be allowed to go or would be interested in going. Um, I sent the information out immediately, just, just kind of like, Hey, got an opportunity. What do you guys think? And I, the response was awesome, you know, athlete and parent driven. So, um, you know, it was, it was really cool.
0: Very, very good. Um, let's back up a little bit because um, I'm, I'm not sure that people know exactly where your, your club is and where yeah. it's located. And the geography of California is not something that necessarily that the Texans know about. So a club that's essentially close to Sacramento, as a matter of fact, we mentioned, you and I talked about how you've been affiliated with uh, California Republic, which is a big club in Sacramento. But tell yeah. us a little bit about your club that you're bringing and uh, and and even the high school that, that, that generally speaking, uh, feeds into it.
3: Yeah, so we're we're if you if you're in Sacramento and you're gonna go up to Lake Tahoe, you're gonna drive up highway 50 into the foothills. Uh our club is located up up 50, probably about 40 miles outside of Sacramento. Um it, it encompasses uh really about three or four high schools. Uh the, the predominant one is Ponderosa High School um in the Shingle Springs, California. that um, it, it makes up a, a vast majority of the of the members. And then yeah, as a, as you mentioned, um we uh we feed uh cal republic water polo club which is you know one of the the top level clubs around um the sacramento and and, and the um the the west region our, our section if you will um mm-hmm. uh, so yeah but a lot of, most of these guys have been playing club uh polo for you know three to four years i got a few guys more experience on that but uh but yeah it's it's you know we're, we're kind of a, a secondary club to the major clubs uh, and 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 that's really just so we can do a lot of things in the off season that uh, you know, keep 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 water polo fresh with these kids and keep it going twenty-four hours.
0: It's fair to say though, you're also coming really as a way of preparing for the high school season, which has been delayed enormously in California, but it is coming.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that's it's exactly what it is. I mean, we've been training we've been training kind of twice to get ready for the high school season. The first one would normally be starting in August and that didn't happen. So we kind of started training for that and then it, and then it, and then they took it away. Uh, So we took some time off and now we started training again for the season that they're telling us will start on December 14th. Um, And, and this tournament popped up to be completely honest, everyone around here, nobody knows what's really going to happen. I mean, we're all very hopeful. We're, we're a little bit of praying, a little bit of everything that we're going to have a season but no one really knows for sure. And so I think one of the reasons we were able to also, you know, convince isn't necessarily the right word, but we're able to get enough people interested in coming out to a trip like this is because no one really knows for sure if we're going to have polo. And it's like, I mean, if you've been training for months to play, it's like, all you want to do is play. I mean, so it's a natural, you know, it's a natural thing for an athlete. And even the parents are like, I just want to see my, you know, I, I just want my kids to get that chance to play. So yeah, it's a tune up for high school, but it's also just a chance to, to put some of the hard work into play and, and play. I mean, you know, out. I- all of us whether we're coaches or players i mean we don't do this day in and day out to not actually play the sport and that's right. what it comes out and um,
0: i know that you have limited time so maybe you could go over a little bit about what are you doing right now meaning that uh, you know what are the what are the rules that you're you're having to follow for for practice's sure. sake because in california it's so crazily varied some are some are doing absolutely nothing some are just yep. swimming and then some are doing more so where where do you stand
3: yeah it, 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 it it's it's all over the board and and honestly it changes almost weekly it right. seems like to some degree or at least it did it in the beginning um we're we're able to do just about uh everything minus contact um i mean we can pass the ball shoot the ball uh we do a lot of counter drills that's probably a big one of our our because it, it doesn't get a lot of contact involved a lot of um you know um six on five things that aren't going to get body on body contact, obviously swimming and and passing drills. And, you know, a lot of the drills you do that aren't going to get guys face to face, um, you know, there, there, there actually are some pockets and areas within California that are starting to open up and allow contact. And it's kind of interesting, you know, when, when, when somebody hears about one of those, everyone's like, how do we get down there and and join that? Um, But our specific area is not yet letting uh contact happens so we're we're kind of just you it's 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 like a I call it like a walkthrough type practice where you're not really getting physical you're just kind of going through the motions and where where do I go when this happens and you know obviously that's that's about the best we can do right now so you know actually playing is going to be fun and interesting uh there's going to be a little bit of I think a shell shock but you know that's okay I mean these it's not like these guys haven't played you know hundreds of games before anyway
0: shell-shocked in the sense that they just haven't played in a long time or that you're going to this weird state that you've never been to or all the above above. all
3: of the above yeah i i mean i these guys are so excited about playing i don't i don't think we care if we win 20 to nothing or we lose 20 to nothing they're just so stoked to get out there and, and actually score a goal and cheer and be a part of a team so i think that you know i mean i it doesn't really matter
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're aware of, and these rules are changing by the day about what the rules are going to be for COVID with related to this tournament. I, 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 do you have any sense for what those are? Have they been shared with you yet? Um,
3: I have, uh, what I've been told so far is as far as, I mean, the games, the in the game, I mean, water polo is water polo. They're not going to change any of that. Um, But out of the pool, there's going to be very limited, Um, number of teams allowed on the deck. Uh, They're going to kind of really space out when one team comes into the facility and one team leaves. Um, I, I believe they're not allowing spectators. Um, They're allowing coaches, coaches with masks on players, when they're out of the pool are wearing masks and sitting kind of apart from each other on the bench. Um, I mean, this will be our first time really dealing with a lot of this. So that, I mean, I guess in some ways I'm expecting a lot of that for our high school season. So how, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all works. I'm, I'm sure it will work. I told, I told Chris, the tournament director, if I need to wear a pink tutu to come out and play and coach, I will. Like I, right. I, I well, whatever it takes, we'll play.
0: All right, I'm going to hold you to that when I see you there. So, um, all right. <laughs> uh, and what's the feedback been from your parents? Obviously, they're enthusiastic. Have you yeah. had the variety of feedback that I, for example, have experienced, where for the most part, everybody's extremely enthusiastic, but you have some people who have legitimate concerns sure. as well.
3: Sure. I, I, and, and we had, we had about uh, five or six families who just said they weren't comfortable with the curtain current, current uh, state of coronavirus. Um, the media doesn't do Texas any good either. It makes it sound like you guys are, you know, all dying and sick and laying on the ground, which I, I know just isn't the case. At least I don't, I don't buy into that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of parents ask questions. I mean, I and I, you know, I've, I've, I've made it clear to the kids, you know, a normal trip, you know, we're going to, on our downtime, we're going to go to the mall, go to the beach or go, go somewhere. I don't think we're going to be doing anything like that. I mean, we're going to, we're going to keep the kids in the hotel for the most part. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be utterly anal about everything, but at the same time, I'm not going to also invite exposure um, just because, you know, I do have a large amount of parents who are trusting me to look after their children. And, and to be completely honest, there's not really a lot gained by allowing these kids to run around, but there's something to be lost because if one of these kids contracts something, Um, that means we're kind of shut down for like two or three weeks as right as we get it going to our high school season. And I certainly don't want that to happen. So, um, you know, it's there there are things that we have to be aware of, obviously. And we're going to we're going to abide by whatever the rules are and whatever we're accustomed to. And, you know, I mean, our kids pretty much wear masks, you know, anytime they're out of the pool and their schools require it everywhere they go. And I mean, in California, you can't you can't walk out of your front door and into anything else without having a mask on.
0: Uh, before i let you go tell me a little bit about your division 1 player what wh- wh- where is he coming from where is he going
3: yeah uh, well i mean he's he's still young so that's this is the crazy thing about it he's actually I see. only a sophomore um his name's uh, anthony benedetti um big kid uh, i think he's 62 about maybe 220 he's been playing water polo since he was um about 11 years old um so got still got a long way to go no one can get their hands on him just yet but um i mean this is a guy who you know, he was, he was a, he started for me last year as a freshman, was an all league player as a freshman. Um, and, and what, you know, he was a good player last year, not, didn't stand out, but did well. But what's actually really impressed me was, you know, he, he didn't like the fact that he was just all right last year and he busted his butt in the off season. Um, I helped him with a lot of it. A lot of it was on his own and with his dad. Um, I mean, he got hit in the weight room. He conditioned. He's been playing. He's in the water as much as he can, swimming, ball handling, and uh, you know, I mean, this kid's only a sophomore. So you know, I mean, if he has that same drive and mentality, I mean, his his goal this year, at least in the high school season, was to be the, the league MVP mm-hmm. of his, our league, and by his junior year, to be our section MVP, which is all the teams around us, which is is a pretty prestigious as a junior. So I mean, this kid you know, he keeps his head on right and keeps going. He's got a lot. He's definitely, I think, I think he's definitely division one level bound water bowl player. He's a big boy, really understands how to play center position. Um, and is a load to deal with, you know I mean? The guys, we have to bring guys in who are alumni and, and collegiate players to honestly match up with him just so he can be challenged at practice.
0: That's a good, that's a, that is a good problem to have, to have to bring that's in people like that.
3: Yeah. And, 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 and actually what's even more unique as, is the other junior center, the one that 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 that, that backs him up, basically kind of got pissed off about his his resurgence and he's basically been training his boss. So he's now being looked at too by some colleges and he's a big boy as well. So it's kind of been a it's kind of been a, obviously a, a great windfall for us because you got these two boys that are just buying for playing time and kind of beating each other up in and practice, and it's made both of them just excel, you know, beyond where they probably would have been without each other
0: all right we will look forward to seeing them i very I, we didn't get a chance to talk about you because you have an interesting background yeah. you're a uc yeah. davis guy but you're from seattle and so yeah. everybody sort of thinks that uh, you know the the feeder programs yeah, to, to davis <laughs> are not out of the state of california
3: that's true well you know i mean california water polo in my opinion still still dominates and i, I don't think too many people would argue with that when i grew up in washington uh, I played club water polo. I was a great swimmer. I did football, basketball, but I, I just ultimately loved being in the water and it was a natural place excelled. Um, and you know, I was, to be honest, I was one of the best players in the state of Washington, which was, which amounted to about, you know, the, the thousandth player in California, you know? So, um, and you know, as a young person, I didn't always necessarily know that, but I did get recruited to go to UC Davis, got some uh, scholarship money for that. And, um, Uh, you know, I wanted to study engineering, which was a part of why I left Washington and I wanted to do uh, do engineering. And um, but yeah, you know, I mean, in Washington at the time, honestly, I'd tell I'd say half the people I told I play water polo had no clue what I was talking about. I think that is not the case today. I think Washington water polo, frankly, just water polo in general has gotten a lot more momentum. I mean, when I went to JOs when I was 18, 17 years old, there were what maybe 25, 30 teams in a division. Now there's 120 or something in the 16 and unders. So and and you see a lot more teams now from Washington, Oregon, Texas, Nevada, uh, you know, Utah, whatever. You know, I can go on and on. And that that to me is something that I do love because the fact that you're getting water polo just outside of California is starting to really grow the sport. And so I mean that that's part of my excitement for this this upcoming weekend is coming to play some Texas teams, some Texas boys, because Texas boys usually are not small. They're usually good, you know, corn fed boys, big boys.
0: (laughs) They're big, but they're not very tan. So you're going to find out what it looks like indoor practices. There you Um, go.
3: Yeah. Indoor pool. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) All right,
0: Adam Donovan. Well, We'll have a chance to talk again when we're there. I'm going to be there coaching my team as well, but um, uh, uh, well done. Uh, By the way, the, there's a huge point of confusion for me because the name of your club is gold country, but gold coast is also coming from Ventura who came out here a couple of weeks ago for dif- different tournaments. So if I mistake the name, give me, you know, just forgive me a little bit. Yeah. Right. Well, just,
3: we're, 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 we are literally in the heart uh, of, of, you know, gold country, California, you know, Placerville,
0: the foothills. Uh, so- yeah.
3: Sonora foothill. Yeah. And we're talking, we're talking, you know, where the first, the first settlers originally, these towns that, that a lot of these kids live in or come from are, are you know traced way back to the early early settlement days where they you know there's still some of the old uh relic buildings and gold mining places and stuff but uh yeah so
0: i loved it, it up there going to amador yeah. and uh, it's, it's so beautiful up there
3: oh it's great yeah it's great i mean it, it, it's it's nice foothills the trees are up there it's, it's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful area but um Yeah, I mean, you know, and bringing water polo to the foothills. You know, I came up here six years ago. It was here, but it wasn't here in the level it is now, and it's it's great. The community is 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 loves water polo. I mean, we have we have over eighty kids in our uh, our fourteen to ten year old age range. So, I mean, we got a lot of kids that are excited about water polo, and and hopefully, you know, are gonna some of them will will you know go to the next level
0: in the sport. For my other podcast, I had a long conversation with Alex Obert, and he talked about his experience, you know, being up in the foothills there as well, yeah. which is, you know, on, I, essentially in Auburn, you know, on the way to the, in, yeah. in that direction. Yeah. I, used
3: to, I, I used to coach against Alex. I coached against him for two years at Del Oro. But yeah, I was, a, I was at another high school, but yeah, i very well of Alex. I've known him. I've coached against him.
0: There you go. Yep. The, well, that is head coach Adam Donovan of uh, Gold Country uh, Water Polo. I keep calling it aquatics. I'm accustomed to that That's aquatics okay. thing. That's um, okay. Who will be heading to the Texas Challenge Cup in a couple of weeks? Thanks for very much for your time, Coach. Okay, I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
2: Hi, this is Natalie Benson, and you are listening to a podcast about water polo in Texas.
0: Well, that's it. We're done for another week. Again, we'll come back next week and probably still be pouring over election news. And (laughs) I hope our country is still in one piece. Yeah, I mean, that's a universal wish is that one piece is nice. I'm into one piece. Well, you know, 50 states, but still one piece. That would be good. Um, Okay, I think we're done. Thanks a lot, Joe. Yeah, thanks, James. All right. Uh, thank you for listening for telling a friend about the TX Water Polo podcast. Uh, special thanks to our donors. Um, and if you want to contribute to txwaterpolo.com, then do so at txwaterpolo.com forward slash give. But until next week, so long from Austin. I'm
2: busy hanging my thoughts because I've been in the brain of my unconscious.
3: This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.